I'm your host, Margan Walter, and you're listening to the Staking Mondays podcast here on Staking Rewards, where we analyze the staking industry one deep dive a week to make investors, professionals, and new entrants more knowledgeable. My special guest this week is Sergei Vazeljuk, CEO of Everstake. Everstake is one of the biggest decentralized staking providers, trusted by more than 635,000 users. Going live in 2018, the company has been using enterprise-level hardware to run over 8,000 nodes for more than 70 blockchain networks. Sergey founded Everstake in June 2018. He's also CEO of Attic Labs, which provides innovative fintech and blockchain solutions. Today, we are going to talk about the validator business of Everstake, fixing the RPC layer with Extranode, and the launch of Solana's open-source load balancer. Sergey, welcome to the Staking Mondays. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Great to have you on the show. Sergey, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you start out of education to where you are now? Uh, by education, by my spirit, I am a software engineer. So I was like interested, interested in like computer science and software developer like, since probably the school. And then I go to the university for the like uh, technical education, graduated the Kiev Polytechnical Institute with an engineer degree. And like during the, my graduation, the technical university, I started uh, making some soft, mostly was uh, web development uh, and like other applications. So all my conscious life, I'm making the code or I'm building some products. So I identify myself as a software developer, builder, and like did not, I technically don't, be able like, to, to do anything just of the code. So like code, tech, it's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, and you launched Everstake in 2018. What drove you to this? Well, bef before the Everstake, uh, I was doing some, like I was sourcing out stuff in like business and, and development for the blockchain space. I was a big fan of everything that is uh, decentralized, starting from the torrents. Uh, Casa and all these decentralized services network, and then I noticed Bitcoin and blockchain. I got like, well, it's it's good like to to disrupt the payment industry. Those time I was building software and uh, for the e-commerce, so it was payment system, defraud, defraud, everything that was connected like in part of the payments. That's why like having uh, engineering background and uh, the passion about decentralized network. And having the knowledge how bank and payment system works, I am like shifting my attention more and more into this industry. Uh, have a few experiments with trying to make stable coins for the bank, uh, trying to to make the CBDC for the Central Bank of Ukraine, and like it was half uh, banking, half uh, crypto. And then I learned that in order to make real mass adoptions like we need to have the blockchain which will be close to like real time speed because like in banking in in finance nobody will wait like for the 10 minutes the, the block to confirm and having my engineering uh, knowledge i understand that the, the speed of the network will be the speed of the slowest participants so i was constantly like looking for the solution which allow uh, to empower financial applications in the real time and for me, staking was obvious. I just was waiting for the first uh, blockchain to appear. First, it was Dash. I was like curious, like how, how it works with like, like this pool with Dash. Then uh, EOS was created, and the speed of the EOS was close to the half uh, second for the block, like two two blocks per second. 
And it was the time that I decided, hey, like here, here, my niche. Like I, I need to be, I need to to do to start some like infrastructure services in order to make this blockchain faster. So this was the trigger how I created the Everstate Ghost. So basically, you came from traditional finance and the need for payments as one of the prime use use cases for banking in general. Uh, looking at the advantages of blockchain technology and then seeing that um, it's about the speed of the slowest participant. So actually, the, the, the leverage for you to place your assets that you built over the time was in the staking industry to make these networks more fast and reliable. Yeah, like those times I, I did not thought about the staking that it will become the, some type of like rewarding or financial product. For me, it was pure engineering. So mm -hmm. I was trying to challenge like other participants, the validator, the producer, how they come to be faster. Because like we try to be faster in each of the blockchain. And the faster you are, the more probability to sign the block and like the more profitable you are. So other participants like try to, to follow you. So we were like, challenging like many other validators like from the speed. And as the result, like people start to support us because we see that we create the value for, for the machine in this community. But probably only after like half of the year or year, we realize this is business model. So we, we, we can make the money based on, on the staking and not just about the, like providing and playing with infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So it was curious because like our stake was not planned with a business plan, with a, a profitable company. It was sort of the experiment. Those time where we were building the cryptocurrency exchange, but Things like shift in this way that uh, crypto, our exchange was failed, but staking was growing. Hmm. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a side project. Our stake probably was a side project <laughs> of the exchange. <laughs> and how many people, uh, What? how large was your team when you started working on it, even as it was just a side project? How can well, we it was, that? It, it was a team. It was like me as a person who was like trying to convince like hey like this is the, the new future of the blockchain like staking is a new future because we need to be like, many of the team members were thinking like i'm a bit crazy and like i'm nothing to do so i have my like old friend uh, also he's sergey he was cto of those like exchange and he just trying to 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 give me like to, to set up all this validator uh, because i was a like, two boy and uh, i had like one uh, project manager Uh, he was designer on, on 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 the exchange, but now he's like the, one of the most important person is Bogdan. Uh, to try to organize with the timelines, with the deadlines, because no one was uh, was happy to to spend like extra time on this side project. So it was just like three or four people part time with some passion about technology and with have a clue about the business model. Wow. I think this is super interesting to know for our audience uh, to see what little resources are actually required just from an HR perspective to, to kick off such projects. Um, especially since in the staking industry, we are a little bit dependent on um, having more providers, more validators, right? Doing the, the staking business. So it remains decentralized. And this is definitely a good um, information for people to know that you can actually start with three people already. Yep. So um, coming from that status in 2018, um, where do you see the validator industry now? What has changed since 2018 up to 2022? 
Well, we, we have like much more perspective and uh, it will be highly competitive space because like technically it's not the rocket science. Like, like everyone can, can do the staking. Not everyone could provide the sustainable staking, but this is where the business processes, the, the, the management and all the like, traditional like management in the company took place. Uh, it's very it's very similar, I believe, for the mining pools, because this operation is, is, is pretty similar. And this operation is similar to, uh, to hosting, yeah? So, Technically, everyone could install like few servers uh, on his attic or like in the house and try try to provide some hosting for virtual machine access. But in order to make it sustainable, you, you need to have like twenty four seven. You need to to have uh, like the cops. You need to to have the support. You need to have some marketing and and, and so on. So, just a regular business, but in the web three space. And as hosting has like a lot of different like business cases, hosting like virtual nodes, like bare metal, and like other like sites uh, services. Validators well, will do the same. So we started just for the block producing. Now we have the RPC. Now we have the, the bridges. Now we have a lot of like things like to validate. So it's some type of the notary, yeah, like but but in the web three. But like the 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 products and the use cases for the validator will be grow like since like since the market is growing. Mm. So two dynamics here at place, right? Uh, growing applications and a growing space that needs to be validated. At the same time, you have um, yeah, almost compressing pressure from uh, competition. Uh, I personally, from the staking summit and the conversations that I had there, um, a lot of people are anticipating a consolidation in the uh, provider space just because you need to be able to uh, run your operations uh, efficiently and so with with efficiency gains less efficient let's say more private types of, of validators will be uh, yeah like driven out of the market would you agree to that yeah but it's, it's obvious it's obvious in, in in like in any business like in, in any like domain and like web3 is not uh, it's not the exception so you you, you have like very similar problems like is the talents is the operations, is the burn rate, is the support, is the marketing. So just like try to, to provide your services better than others, try to satisfy your customers. Like, and we've like all inside the company, like the only KPI that we have is like being useful, like how you're useful to the customers, being fast, like how you fast in order to, to, to be like some, something better for your competitors. And like be kind. <laughs> Just like love your customers, like respect to the, what they're doing. The sauce. So it's, it's kind of simple. Like the, the, the secret sauce is simple. But in order to achieve this, like, yeah, it's required like a number of support of the management, working with the people and so on. Managing people and working, building the team is, is much more harder than just building the, the hardware and the ops. Right? Mm. And uh, next to validating networks, Everstake also provides a lot of. Uh, additional value-added services for the delegators and their supported networks in general. Uh, I think this goes a little bit to the direction that you just mentioned, right? Uh, what are those value-added services and why are you providing them? Well, like, first of all, it's about the philosophy and ideology. So you need to be useful. Like, uh, you need to be somehow competitive. 
just spinning the node like it's not rocket science. Everyone can do it. Like you should like be better from the competitors. Another stuff like we we become not only the validators of the layer one, we become the validators of the layer two. We become the guardians, like validators in the bridges, and like all all this type of the uh, like software and the app they require the RPC. And is one of the crucial and like undervalued problem in, in, inside the whole blockchain space, because uh, to be honest, is the the main point of attack from the resistance and like for resistance. If, for example, I have a goal like to to attack the the Web three and, and applications, I will start with the hosting and uh, with with the RPC. If the most like vulnerable uh, entity right now. And uh, as experience show me that like if RPC is down, like the the half of the industry is down, like the, the bridges bridges stuck, the wallet stuck, like and like is 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 panic. <laughs> so and we see it several times with the, the failure of the big RPC provider, which like kind of like one point of centralization, which caused like the the stack even for the exchanges with the minute up. So it's it could have the severe uh, severe consequences. So that's why we try to, to expose these services for the public. As a validator, we're forced to, to, to maintain the RPC. Like, do we want or do we not to want? Like, uh, like, we have the obligations, we have the operations we need it. So one of the final time I, I see that we already have in this, but don't expose it to the public. And like we said, hey guys, like let's let's put this more with the public goods, let's help other devs like to uh, to bootstrap the applications, let's contribute more value for the community. And for me, it's still like some type of a social experiment. We'll see how it plays. Hmm. And uh, looking at all the assets that uh, are staked with Everstake, could you give us a rough breakdown on uh, how much, so to say, assets under management go, or assets under staking go through to the different main blockchain networks like uh, EOS, Solana, uh, and so on. Could you give us a breakdown there, just for our audience to get a, an image about it? Well, like it's it's hard to estimate because we need to uh, to have some like point of measure. Yeah, like in, in the peak, like few few months ago, uh, I remember we had total seven billion dollar worth of the total stake assets around like sixty with something blockchain. Right now, uh, right now it's dropped. A significant drop with the market, so we can calculate by the number of, of the tokens uh, in each specific blockchains. But like it's hard to meet, like to say because it's very dynamic. Like you, you just can can go to the blockchain explorers and see in the easy blockchains. But usually uh, we are in the top like ten or top five, sometimes like top one in, in all the blockchains. So we have the thousands of the customers. So around around the all like sixty with something blockchain we have. 600, 600,000 uh, with something uh, customers. And like our goal to, to achieve for the next years, probably like to to the 1 million around the old blockchain. And the, the the big advantages of for us is the retail customers. So we have the thousand, hundred thousand of the small customers, retail customers, which usually like start with the one token, 10 token, and then it grows to the like thousands or hundreds of thousands of the millions. So we're targeting uh, uh, retail customers. 
and we're trying to serve our customers. So that's why like our audience is quite, I don't know the huge, but uh, like close to 700,000 customers. Like if you can try to imagine these people in the one place, like it's a kind of big audience and we still love them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and here for the audience that's tuned in to the podcast, uh, feel free to drop in your questions below and uh, we will take them to the show and ask them uh, to Sergey. So yeah, please note your comments into the comment section uh, on YouTube and we will pick it up in the show. My next question is about uh, Extranote. One month ago, you announced Extranote, a decentralized cluster of RPC nodes. RPC nodes are crucial for Web3 since they provide a link between blockchains and the dApps that run on top of them. Which issues did you see with the current status of public RPC nodes? So what was the problem that brought you to developing Extranote? Well, like, like few, few things like trigger me. One of the things uh, that I see a lot of attacks on the financial applications was uh, with RPC layer. So attacker will fake the response from, uh, from the node uh, during the DNS attack or other type of attack. And like application who was trusted, like was like lean on the incorrect data, which linked to the, to the breaches. Uh, in order to diversify uh, and mitigate this type of attack, uh, applications need to, to spin up like another nodes, yeah? like to have some backup nodes or some like validation of this data. And like it will create like another, another like level of the expenses you know, for, for, for these dubs. And it's, it's become the, the big barrier for, 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 for more than new startups and, and new ideas. And that's why, like, I, I believe that, like, having some, like, bootstrapping options, like, to, to access this world, like, is crucial. We need to have some, like, you know, some public available goods for, for, for the newbers. The same time, for example, if we, like, uh, see the, the le le ledger of, uh, growth of the ledger of each blockchain, it becomes a terabytes. Sometimes, like, multiple the terabytes. This means that not everyone is even able, like, to, to bootstrap and spin up his own node. And, like, it's become the more and more, like, bigger barrier. And sustainable operations uh, in big blockchains like will require like significant like investments in the hardware, uh, in the people and, and so on. And it's lead that people don't want to to run its own infrastructure. They try to lean on few of the providers, but they only few. And like imagine situation then like we have for example three not provided three uh, providers in, in the solana or ethereum or other blockchains and i don't know like united states or germany or any other countries will issue some bill that like we, we need to shut down this and these companies because they accept the the transaction or whatever from some like illegal site whatever so from the uh, legal perspective like they could down this like few providers like in a minute just one order and, 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 and like whole blockchain is down. And in order to, to mitigate this risk, like we need to have the like more type of decentralization and like each of the product like host like all, all nodes. But at the same time, instead of like having uh, investment in the backup infrastructure, I would like to, to lean on, on, on the extra node. Uh, so it should be like extra backup for your infrastructure. And instead of like spend like each command will uh, each team will spend like a thousand or thousand dollars for 
like the capital infrastructure, let's unite together and leverage each other. So it will be much more cheaper. So the initial like cost is to optimize the cost of the depth of the validator and so on. Maybe um, taking a step back again, how would you describe, how would you explain an RPC node to a 12 or 16 year old? How I will explain. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. So it's, it's, it's something about the virus. Yeah. So if, if, if you want to have the electricity in your home, you have the company which like transports electricity is virus, which like in, in power you. If, if we compare the internet, there is like internet, but there is like internet service provider, which brings the wire like to, to your house. So extra node will be really the company which unite different like interest service provider to a single network, which allow you to access the internet. So if you need to access the internet, you need to have the ESP. If you have, if you want to access that free, you need to have the RPC. So this type of like infrastructure provider, which bridge blockchain to your applications, because your, your applications will be working autonomously on your laptop. It will be front-end applications. They, they is, is serverless, but you need to have this crucial bridge in order to access this information. An extra node, how is it set up um, as a company or is it a Web3 project? So decentralized, does it run under the under the roof of Everstake? Well, uh, for now, uh, it's experiment. Like it's experiment, social experiment, which like is uh, running by by the like part-time employees of the Everstake. So it's it's very similar to the story how was the Everstake handled the the exchange, and at the same time, like we are like inspired of creating some like uh, value on the resources that we have with Everstake, and we do it. So if it will become successful, we obviously will like create some legal entity, some like dedicated team and like become it like more like operational business like entity. But for now, just have the fun. We have like few people inside the state who believe and share this value. And we try to to bring this value to the to the community. So it's very simple. Mm, okay, got it. How does Extranode stand out from other RPC solutions such as Anchor, Infura or Pocket Network? Um it, let me try to, to, to make the uh, to make the example. So imagine that you you are family and like you family for the force, like two adults and, and two kids, and you have the, a, a one car. Usually, like your car is enough like to fulfill like all the needs uh, with the groceries for the kids and so on. But sometimes, like few few days a few days per week, there is some conflict, and you need to have the like the the the, the two cars, or you need to use like taxi. Sometimes it's cheap and more efficient, like to use Uber for for this uh, for this a few cases instead of like managing your own car. But you still have the, a single car. So uh, extra node is, is is very similar. So each of the project or each of the validator that participate like technically maintain its own node and uses it as a primary. But in case of the extra load or, or like extra backup or something extra that you need, I encourage like don't spin up another. The, the same cost of infrastructure, but share our resources to have some backup. So for example, if your application like use like a hundred requests like per, per minute, and sometimes like you exceed like not hundred, but 150, send this like extra 50 blockchains to extra node. Like other participants will share this load and like you will pay like extra like dollars, not like extra thousand dollars. 
So this like more like Uber style backup solution, like to uh, have the sustainable but backup solution for your primary uh, RPC layer. Last Thursday, you announced the launch of Solana's load balancer. Was there a specific reason you decided to start with Solana? Uh, Solana is kind of painful because, like the the, the whole history ledger is uh, is uh, huge and it's expensive, like to, to host. And where like a lot of rumors that like, hey, this is impossible, like to to, to bootstrap the project, like the, the RPC is heavy, uh, Solana is centralized, and so on. And we we, we make a very like simple experiment. We just like, okay, let's let's don't trust the rumor, let's uh, make the the map. So we roll few scanners and like we check like each of the IP address of like host of uh, each node in the Solana. So we found like a thousand different nodes. Then we started to check it like if any of these nodes uh, provide their PC. And we, we found like few hundreds. It was like 300 with 50, whatever. And I was like, hey guys, there is no problem with Solana. Like you're just lazy, <laughs> like a hundred nodes could like uh, could do it like for free. Just use it, and we, we published like, a long list of the RPC nodes uh, which are publicly available. But then like people start also complaining and become lazy. Hey, but how we can like use this node because like like it's, it's tough, it's hard. Can you like help us with like wrapping this in some solution which allow us like to to make it more easy? Okay, okay, let's 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 do some the balancer. Who will use these public nodes like for for you for your convenience? So we're trying to to build like to to, to wrap all this like complexity in the one command command line uh, instrument from the Docker, which help you to use like all these like public goods, public nodes uh, for free. And maybe now also some commentary on Solana due to the recent developments with with FTX, uh, and I would say. Solana ecosystem has taken a hard hit from that um, instances happening there. Could you just give us your thoughts on current situation with Solana after the FTX collapse? Yeah, like FTX collapse, of course, it was huge financial damage for many of the participants and the worst, like worst stuff that the, the, I, I call it the middle class. Yeah, like because no one expect from the entity who has the proper risk management is to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's hit the middle class uh, developers, dubs, like pounds, VC, and not only financial, but huge reputational damage, uh, huge, like, uh, moral, I guess, like, damage because people, they the, the hit trust, yeah? They hit reputation and they hit trust. But at the same time, like, uh, if you will see, like Solana published, like the the number of the tokens which Alameda hold and the number of tokens of the unlock, like there is nothing scary. So if even those tokens will come to the market, like nothing happens with, with Solana, like from the token Solana. So from the technical uh, economical point of view, uh, I don't see like any like hits, like the damage that could it happen. But at the same time, like there is. Uh, like sometimes depression, yeah, <laughs> because people expect something. Like, there is no like good news. There is some depression. People losing the money. There are some. Uh, there are some like expectation as misleading information, and like it's, it's it's all about the emotion. Like as I said, like I'm an engineer and I try to make like judgment decision based on the data. I don't see like 
any significant like better use for the Solana right now. Yes, TVL is dropping on the DeFi, but this is consequences of, of this depression. From the technical point of view, uh, it was like uh, like three thousand validators, as I remember the last time. Now we have in Solana thousand eight hundred something like this, but like it, this insignificant drop. If you compare the, the 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 volume of the damage, reputational damage, and the number of the people who quit Solana as a validator, like it's nothing. So I I believe that like is will make Solana stronger, but we need to to survive during this like depression. Okay, turning to the community questions now, um, from Kilian, the first question, is running a Solana validator node feasible for smaller players, given the current price of Solana? Well, for me, it's hard like to, to say right now. Uh, I believe that people who came, who came in the Web3 just about the money, they will fail. Uh, as I said, like my story, like we start uh, spinning us Solana and like other blockchains, not about the money, because about the curiosity and having these resources. Right now, bootstrapping Solana with a scratch with zero investment, like is kind of hard because you like in order to compete with big players, you need to invest in uh, hardware in the like twenty seven operation. You need to have like enough time with the companies, but it's still possible. Like I, I know many many of the validators who come with the zero, but they were very persistent. So they have something like some incentive, not only the money. So if you have some incentive which like different from the money, like don't afraid you will find a way to survive. If you have just like mathematical like, economic model to become the validator, or you need to have investment in the beginning. Or just don't do it. Another question from Kilian is, uh, do you think there is a point at which Everstake can or could become too big and therefore create a centralization issue? Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't believe so. So the, the staking itself and the validator itself is, is the, the market that there is no winner. Yeah? Uh, in, in, in many of the, of the domains, uh, a rules winner takes all doesn't work here because we we know our competitors, but at the same time is 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 our partners because like we share responsibility to guard to, to guard the network, and uh, moreover with like more and more development of the blockchains, uh, there are like built-in uh, like fuses and mechanics which like prevent validators to to become too big, so having some like portion of the network in each blockchain pass is sufficient but uh, we don't like make like any like extra marketing activity to like uh, extract like some more and more for more like customers from the network like we continue to to, to bring the value i mean like extra node documentation uh, like educational or other stuff and sometimes people just like are grateful for us and they stay for us but we have not any one blockchain which will exceed like ten percent, twenty percent that we we become the uh, we become in the the threshold for the blockchain. It's, it's not those cases, and like it's, it's it's very like replaceable. Uh, like each of the of the validator like could disappear like for the tomorrow. It's 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 not like uh, as in the political life that you select somebody, some representative like and they 
will rule the parliament for the four years. If you don't like uh, like every stake or any of our validators, you can devote like tomorrow. <laughs> so we're like we have the very thin air. If we'll have the misbehavior or do something wrong, like we can lose the position not not tomorrow for the next few seconds or hours. So that's why like I don't think like this type of decentralization is even possible. There is some type of the issue with the exchanges which hold a significant number of the third party assets. And like with the customers, yes, like I see the threats in this case. But from guys like us, more decentralized and retail focused validators is not the case. Got it. Next question is from Misha Shevchenko. Everstake was launched during the bear market. Has this been an obstacle in your path? And maybe let me add to that. Uh, what benefits would you say did it have to launch during a bear market? Well, it's maybe a bit too philosophic, but uh, the project which are launched in the bear market, they launch with some purpose. Uh, and it's good because like in, in, in the bull market, the only purpose is like issue the token, uh, create the value of the tokens and as you exit with the tokens. Uh, I don't like, me personally, I'm very uh, conservative about token itself. Uh, so if, as you see, like every stake, like hasn't any tokens and probably will not have like for a long time. I don't see uh, like why, why it needed. Uh, our purpose was to, 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 to make blockchain space faster and we, we were driven by the engineering curiosity. And bear market is, is, is the time for, for the builders. So the more builders will come to build, uh, it will be better for, for the ecosystem. So yeah, bear market like help this. It's just focus, like it's all about the mentality. It's like, what is your goal and what is your purpose? Mm. Okay, so it helped you definitely with being more focused and not being distracted with all the different opportunities there are in a, in a bull market. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Uh, Max is saying, first of all, I am staking my assets with Everstake. Uh, thank you for your service. What new assets uh, can I buy to stake with Everstake, Everstake next? I think that's that's the way he wants to frame the question. Um, is Aptos uh, under that? Um, Sui, what are the next assets that you will be able to to stake with Everstake? Well, I, I will like separate it to, to the quick creations. Like first, like don't buy assets just to stake. Like make your make your due diligence because sometimes if you if you see some assets like have the numerous like uh, APY for the stake, like pay 10% or something like, you should be worried about this, like something wrong. Like there is, should be a reason or source of this like extra, extra helicopter money. There is no helicopter money. Staking like is not about the reverse, yeah. Staking is is is, is about the mining. Uh, you delegate your rights to mine the block or produce the block to some of the like stakers, which technically are miners, and you will receive like they will charge you a, a portion of this network. So at least network issue the tokens just to be alive. They don't issue tokens to, to 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 play like to play some like pump and dump whatever incentive. So if you see that network like issue the tokens to attract like more customers, just at the high APYs, like run, <laughs> don't buy it. And like <laughs> other stuff, like if you, uh, you, could, you can calculate some of the assets which bring you like seven, uh, seven percent like annually, but at the same time, this assets could like drop like 95%. 
if you will buy Solana for the 300 on the 200, just for the receive the staking for the 7%, now you will be like 95% to lose. So buying assets, like investment in the assets, like you should do some like purpose there. Eh? You need to believe in this asset. You need to believe in this blockchain and you need to understand like why this asset will, will be grow, not about the staking. So I strongly don't recommend you to buy assets just to stake. Let's okay, ma- make, yeah, make your own deal. Second part of uh, second part of the question, like what what the next blockchains we are going to to launch? Uh, like Everstake is uh, is already like kind of big organization, and we have few segments because like we, we group like the, the blockchain by segments. For example, Cosmos segments, like Layer One segments, then like the the bridges, the PCs, and other stuff. Uh, and we have dedicated the R&D team, which make research on the new blockchain and then and make the experiments. So. We don't we don't count uh, we don't hunt in about the profit on the early beginning because it's uh, it's impossible like to, to predict the profitability but we make the bets yeah we we make the experience so there are a dozen of the new blockchains which currently in the R&D phase and uh, phase and will appear soon so technically we began to validate in the test net with the very very early stages if something will make sense uh, and is not scam. Uh, Everstake will be always there. Super interesting uh, and, and very actionable uh, advice, I would say. Uh, it, this is close to a mental model that we at Staking Worlds also have internally. If you look at staking uh, from a journey perspective, actually the first step is research before you make an investment and only after that comes the actual staking part. And also from the conversations with other validators, and I will be very uh, interested to hear your opinion on that, is actually the whole game of staking is being long a crypto asset, which with, with all the, the risks involved there, right? Yes, you do get staking rewards. Um, in a way, this is, this is even just a compensation from the, from the network's themselves to to be kept running they are paying for infrastructure there for the staking providers and in fact uh, there is, most of the time there is more dilution because uh, the staking networks they they inflate their tokens in order to be able to pay out staking rewards so those that do not stake they get punished uh, from from inflation those that do stake they don't get punished um, because outside of ethereum there are little networks that make enough revenue let's say from transaction fees and and other fees other than just inflationary rewards that they are sharing with their customers uh, or with their stakers so uh, it's definitely absolutely on point when you say don't buy an asset uh, just in order to stake because in fact you are still making a long only investment in in a crypto token so uh, this needs to involve all the due diligence there um yeah thank you for that uh, it's it's great to see that uh, you always have the recurring themes like uh, with the staking journey uh, all the steps that people need to go through and um, yeah i definitely also made the mistake at at least once to to buy a token to stake it um and then getting wrecked later on just by uh, a, a decline in price of the underlying. So all the staking rewards then, then are gone. Um, but going to the next question of Max, uh, Max Toll was, when can 
key start using extra node? Uh, technically, you can start right now. So, like, we just published, like, we already published uh, the like our open source balancer. Like, uh, if you know Docker, just you can like literally like one command in the command line, and you will mm -hmm. deploy the, the container, which start the proxy, which will fetch the list of the proxies, and you will be already like available like, to to query all these like hundreds, like or a dozen of the first like best uh, best RPC endpoints. Uh, but like, unfortunately, people are lazy, and like it's not enough still like, like hey guys but we are lazy to host it <laughs> can you host it for us so we, we, we try like to, to incentive people like to deploy its own infrastructure to play and learn but like people want like to to do the work for us so yes we will deploy some like publicly available free node hosted on our site but it will be experimental like don't use it in the in in, in the full production mode Full production mode need to lean on your infrastructure, and then on something else, not opposite. Uh, is there some documentation that you could, at this point, direct people to to read up on this? Yeah, we'll, we're working. We're working this documentation, but like one more time, like it's just few people, few people part time with our like own mm. time, try trying to to make the social experiment. We'll see. So sorry for being slow, but like we don't raise any money. Like it's, it's, it's more about the engineering curiosity and spirit about this experiment. So if it, it if this experiment will fly and take off, we will invest like more energy and put like more dedicated resource like to make it happen. But right now, as we can, as we do. Now that you mentioned uh, raising money, what is the what is the company structure of Everstake look like? Um, what can you share on that? Uh, it's kind of transparent. Like all, all the people who was from the beginning is currently the shareholders uh, of the state. Uh, we did not raise any external capital, and we have like few few suggestions, but like they were mostly from from the exchanges, and like we reject this type of uh, like offers because we believe exchanges is like fully acquired stable uh, data will harm the network. Mm. Uh, we've uh, self-funded, we're profitable, we're sustainable, we're for operation. So, and we try to keep uh, being independent, like as long as possible. Uh, yeah, we'll probably will raise some more money uh, in the like near the future, but we'll not go into issues at all for the Everstake. So, it will be like more like, traditional infrastructure company would generate a profit and would like to attract the capital only from the professional uh, professional and open-minded people not open-minded they share minded people from from this industry mm. so what would you say then uh, about running a validator business being actually uh, long crypto and long the underlying assets um, so in a bear market uh, not only the the funds on the balance sheets like the tokens on the balance sheet, they decrease in value. Also, the, the value of the tokens that you can sell in the market to pay for your running uh, expenses, right? Uh, how do you manage that? For example, do you engage in hedging? Uh, well, let's, let's take a step back. Because uh, what you could do is you, you run a validator business, you um, earn staking rewards, and then you hedge away the underlying price risk, and then you have a cash flow business, right? 
but for this you need you need hedging are you engaging in hedging and, and how do you manage this pricing risk well it's tough it's tough because like if, if you have a like, few assets you technically could like develop some like uh, strategy uh, with a hedging but if you have like 70 or something uh, blockchains and like half of them illiquid <laughs> So there is no much room for the hedging. Like you, you need to believe them, yeah. But like mm. in any case, like if, if we select the project like to, to enter, like we consciously see like, hey, this is the venture for the next like one, three, five years. So if we don't see our stake of this project for the one, three, or five years, we we just don't don't participate. So when the select is 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 long run, then mm. like this project could 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 become like. The next Solana, whatever you should understand that with the Solana, we were working for the one year, like with with the zero rewards. Like we have some like incentive in the uh, the testnet, whatever, but token was still illiquid. So we have the the internal purpose, like to to work in this, and of course you need to to have the proper risk management and financial management inside the company. You need to have the reserve. You need you need to plan your burn rate. But like it's it's nothing about the crypto. It's 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 just about the managing the business. Imagine that you have the, for example, uh, tourist company business. You you sell them the tours, whatever. Like there are some summer tours, there are like winter tours. Like and could COVID happen? If you will not like uh, manage your treasury and your finance, and you will not have the reserve for any financial instruments, you will fail. So what's the difference with the Web three? Is it the same people with the same salary, the same infrastructure, like? hire the CTO, hire somebody who is able like, to, to plan your finance. Mm. So on LinkedIn, it says you have 71 employees and uh, on staking wards uh, due to the uh, verified provider due diligence that we did on, on Everstake, uh, it's, it's about 125 people working at Everstake. That's quite some salary, right? How, how do you, how did you manage to, I don't know, did you sell during the peak and acquired a, a like a big treasury that you can pay people now from or how do you run your ongoing expenses have, especially on the like, salary side we have we have reserve so like from every profit that we'll have like we like put uh, 10% like to, to have the reserve fund so mm. we're like accumulate 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 yeah like this this year hit us hardly like we put up a lot of our reserve like just to support like our marble land with the resistance in the war but they say like we we are, have the positive balance sheet uh, we don't sell like uh, here like nothing and many of the partners partners in blockchain like each of the blockchain that were related to we know the partners and sometimes we not only like work for the free, we invest. So we understand that uh, for the sample chains, we also have the investment entity, Everstate Capital, which gives the money for the projects, not the tape. And that's why we have the good relationship with many of them because they know like we invest, like keep this token for a long time. And we start like to, to, to liquidate this uh, like assets only if you will not harm the network. Sometimes like it harms us, for example, with the terror. So we're accumulating terror like uh, with our like strategy, but at the same time, like it's going it went, went to zero. So, yeah, sometimes it's uh, dangerous for our finance, but we respect our, our customers, we respect our partners, and we make like responsible decisions and we try to balance between like being, being responsible partners and being cash positive. But it's mm. tough because it's, it's hard to predict. Got it. Um, and the, the second thought I had uh, when seeing that you have quite some substantial uh, team there acquired already 
is uh, what are you searching for right now uh, in terms of new employees? And what would you suggest somebody that wants to break into the industry? Because I can imagine that, that a lot of people in, in the audience, they are looking at staking as an opportunity to advance their careers. So what would you, what are you searching for and what would you suggest to, for people that want to make the transition? Yeah, you, you just need to find the way how you will be useful there. So the, uh, like the majority of our employees, like the best employees that we, we have, they come to us with like less professional knowledge and experience, but the great spirit and great incentive like, to be in the market. So they found own like reason or purpose like to be in this market already. So they, they for example, uh, like in the Cardano, Solana, Tezos, they were inside this community for a long time. I don't know why. Like each of them have some have some like reasons to do this, but then they join the Restake because they see that the United Arab Force together with with the Restake will be beneficial for them and will be beneficial for the Restake. So we will make just you know, one plus one, not two but three. Uh, and why those people work in the Restake? Because they were bringing some value to the community. And then Everstake noted this value and invite them to be our employee, not opposite. Hmm. Interesting. So it's like get get some exposure first, put yourself out there, and then uh, as you build relationships in the industry, um, you you are increasing your chances that somebody will want to work with you and will reach out to you. Yeah, Would be you useful. Say that's correct. Yeah, be useful, and, and, and people will invite you. Hmm. I have two more community questions coming. And I'm going to mesh them together uh, from Mar Marina Peterson and Ignacio Swing. It's both on extra notes. So there's a lot of uh, demand or, or interest from the audience uh, in extra note. Uh, Marina is asking, what will the extra note roadmap, roadmap look like in 2023? And Ignacio's, this is why I put them together, is, is asking whether you think it's the right time for external to launch despite the bear market, do you fear it would fail just because of bad market conditions? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have this, uh, this fear. And like, usually I have the trigger, like I remember how I was starting the ever state in the bear market, in those conditions. And like, everyone was taking like, you're crazy. Nobody will give you the, the money. Nobody will invest in the ever state. And you know, like for the, for the one or two years, exchanges will kill you, it will smash you because like, you will not able like to, to compete with with exchanges like everything was went totally opposite stuff like we we like we become profitable we become self funded we were rejecting the offer from from the investors and we were rejecting the offer from the exchanges and in the many of the blockchains like our staking number at, uh, and the uh, the amount of the stake cases like increase like overcome all of the exchanges so like do i scare no i don't scare is it the proper time Yes, it's the proper time in the bear market because you will be focused on delivering the value of the customer. It will be fair, right? If in this market will not, will anyone will use you, you will obviously fail. But if you find the, the people in this type of the market and you will be useful for those people, like the, the success is kind of guaranteed for you. So the best time to start the building is, is, is right now. And like I have the like proof of ever stake that uh, this is uh, this like this assumption has a. a, a could be right. Mm. The roadmap. 
Yeah. The, the roadmap like uh, will be like step by step validation of each assumption. As I said, you like is the number of the set assumption a social experiment? Just like assumptions was correct that yeah, there is a lot of public available goods like free available nodes inside the network. People just lazy to 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 see it. I like I dig it and I, I gave them this list. Then the next assumption, people are lazy even to use this. Like, yes, it's correct. Like, that's why we, we, we build this type of the balancer and give like one time deploy, like one, a single light deployment uh, solution to use it. Like people still lazy, yeah? Like, yes, then we'll, we'll build some host solution, but we'll like, we'll cap it. We'll cap it with some like number of, of the requests because I don't want like to, to, to become the single point of failure. Like, I have already done this once in the Tezos, like we were had like 75% of all the traffic in the Tezos, and then we failed, we just like wrecked the, the, the three quarters of the application, the traffic, like, and, 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 and I become the scapegoat. I don't want to, 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 to repeat the same, the same mistakes. So we'll try to keep decentralized as, as much as possible. The next, uh, the next steps in the extra node, it will depend how many people will use it. If I will see the substantial growth of the number of requests for the extra nodes, I believe it will not be fair to abuse the public infrastructure because people like you like spin up those public nodes for any proposals. Like, and if we'll make some like money or whatever exposure using like these public goods, like it's not fair. So the next steps will be to approach those public nodes, to approach other validators, to approach other partners and, 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 and say, hey guys, like there is a demand for this type of the decentralized backup request. Let's, for example, I will take like a thousand dollars from the people who want to use it, who like it, who, who, who find the value. And like, I, I will take some tips and I know like charge, uh, charge, like charge like 10%, like the, the, the rooster on like charge like 10%. Like, it's something like we'll start with, with a 10% like to, to keep in order to make this operation like feasible and sustainable. And then we'll share a reverse with the, anyone who want to join this network. Yeah. So, and we'll see how it works, like how, how uh, the demand from, from the application and demand from the house, like maybe it will be not just the free application, maybe it will be demand from the web tool, or I don't know like, who will use it. Like I know like many people use it, but not exactly who they are. Then uh, all of this like paid demand or premium demand, I will try to share more with the participants and we'll see. But like uh, for now, I don't see, I, I, I don't plan like to issue token fills. I need to see that people need it. Uh, there is a positive uh, economy and this could be profitable. And only after that, we'll be thinking about putting some smart contracts, some type of the automation of the relationship between the participants. So that's why like our roadmap is kind of like liquid and will be depend how, what the lesson we'll learn from the validating of each of the steps that I see in the roadmap of, of the extra mm. It's like if, a if, if, if we'll see, like, I have a dream, like how I see the extra note in, 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 in the near future is the number of the smart contracts which will keep transparent the financial part of, of, of the project, like financial relationship be, 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 among the uh, parties and some type of the automation of the uh, routing uh, request around network. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> And I want what I want to achieve is to avoid using DNS or any like centralized party routing domain discovery system. Like I want to build something like Torrent did, uh, which everything will be on chain, all API addresses will be on chain, 
and like all the heartbeat and all the stuff will be on chain. So if we'll, some domain name provider will hit the domain from the external node, nothing will happen. I want you to be like like sustainable, uh, resistant, the sensor resistant, engineering, cool, decentralized model, which will be able to handle economical and the technical challenges like itself. Right. My last question on the, let's say, dedicated staking topics is on governance. You support more than 70 networks. How do you even properly go about governance there? I mean, all the proposals that need to be uh, read, understood, um, implications of it, and then you need to make a vote. How do you do this? Well, this is one of the answers why we have like so, so many people. So sometimes like the number of the people that we have, they not even all are, uh, are full time. Yeah. But we need some type of dedication to each specific blockchain. This is another reason that we'll try to hire people inside the blockchain, inside the community, because they feel like they feel what is important, what is not. And uh, there is kind of decentralization in our company. Like uh, I cannot make decision for the 70 blockchain. Like I, I cannot just track like everything which is going inside. So that's why we have some type of the segments and the dedication which call like blockchain manager. The people like usually from the community who are the part of the community, who understand the community, and they usually make the proposal like, to discuss inside. So they don't ask me, hey Sergey, how will we need to vote on those and those proposals? I cannot clue, guys. I'm not like engaged already like in, in this like level of details to make the decision. You, as a part of the community, you like make the proposal for us how you think the ever stake is responsible for the data, need to vote on this and this, and what with consequences. Because sometimes we, we have the very hard decision. Sometimes like we have the like high pressure from the other like members. Like it's kind of type of the politics people try to pressure on us. So it's tough. And uh, the only way to overcome this this like, government issue is, is to have the proper people from the community which will be in charge and living by this like governance. And staking is a governance at all. So if 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 you ask me like what staking means for you, it's about the votes. Like yeah, people will delegate your the a right to make decision, and you need to make the proper decision because if you will not do it, like you will be act, act against the network. For me, staking is not the reverse. It's, it's all about the governance. So staking is all this governance. It, it's the instrument to make the governance. So it's, it's very important for us. And this is the reason why we have, like, we're forced to have this number of the, like, employees, like, good employees, like, to, with a like, good dedication. Now that we are closing uh, the year 2022, what, how do you look into 2023? What are your plans and milestones for Everstate, let's say, for the next 12 months? Well, it's, it's quite simple and in, in straightforward. Like, for me, obvious that like staking will exist while the blockchain exists like it's, it's like infrastructure for me right now obvious that the rpc will exist uh, while the uh, dubs will exist that's why we're building uh, extra node and for me now it's obvious that the liquid staking is overvalued because like people are hunting for the high yields but they ignore ignore the risk and uh, we continue building some like illiquid staking, what, like, what I say. 
but with the like high high TDL blockchain. So Solana, Ethereum, like Cardano, all the stuff. Like we'll continue to to build uh, like traditional staking, not not the liquid staking. So we have the thing about liquid staking, but for now participating as uh, as as the infrastructure provider in the, in this like the staking will be enough for us so making long story short this will be rnd and onboarding more blockchain then like it will be ethereum staking but not liquid staking and the extra node as, as infrastructure uh, component of the state i like this enough <laughs> all right um and now turning more towards questions about uh, you, uh, who shaped you, what books you read, and so on. Um, tell us about some of your early mentors. Who shaped your career? Well, I probably wasn't lucky like to uh, to have the good mentors. Like I, I, I grew up like I was born in the Soviet Union in, in in the country there. Like no one like know nothing about the, the, even the internet. Like. Yeah. I, I was driving by the, the curiosity with like how it's about information, and uh, I was doing all of the all. I made many mistakes. Like unfortunately, I had not this mentor like who, who helped me. I waste a lot of time like making mistake and learning and so on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm this type of the unlucky man. <laughs> so it's like life. Life is the best mentor, right? Yeah, is is long, expensive, but like yeah, it's it's good matter if you are persistent. But in any case, like you you need to have the purpose, you need to hit the goal. If you don't have the goal, if you don't have the purpose, like no one matter will will help. Mm. Let's talk about books. What are some of your favorite books, and what are you reading right now? Uh, mostly books that I read was uh, like class, classical books uh, and technical books. Uh, I read a lot of like business books, but they for me were useless. So they like uh, like we're living in a different environment, like Ukraine and the United States and the Europe, like a really different environment. Something like which work in the United States, like doesn't work in the Ukraine. And uh, but technical books like helped me, like it, it was saving my time. And I currently am mostly reading like Twitter with some like high quality accounts. Sometimes I, I listen for the blinks, like the, I, I see the, the the best books, like top rating books, but I don't uh, read them from the beginning. I listen to the content, and if I found it useful, like I read it. So I kind of like try to optimize my time and be selective mm. with, with with the books as well. Yeah, I think this is one of the most important things. There's such an information overload that that you need to be able to screen uh, your information input even before consuming the information. To make the decision whether it's worth it or not. All right, uh, closing it off here. What's the best way to follow you in Everstake, Sergey? There is Twitter. I'm kind of scared about the Twitter, but like, unfortunately, we have just Twitter right now as like, the most popular platform. Okay, got it. That's uh, Everstake underscore pool at Everstake yes. underscore pool on Twitter. Yeah, you go to go to their stake. There is many of the of my account, so you can find. Or just like type of stake in uh, in the Twitter search, and you will see like my handle of stake and, and so on. All right, thank you, Sergey, for being so generous with your time. We have been speaking with Sergey Vasilchuk, the CEO of Everstake. 
If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to check out on any of the previous episodes on Spotify and YouTube and subscribe to our channel for all future episodes. We love your comments, feedback, and suggestions. You can write us at mondays at stakingrewards.com. Sign up to our State of Stake newsletter at newsletter.stakingrewards.com and follow me on Twitter. That's at Roki Fehu, R-O-K-I-F-E-H-U, and our team at Staking Rewards. I'm Marian Walter. You've been listening to the Staking Mondays here on Staking Rewards. For Sege and the audience, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.